0: Welcome to That Was the Women's Week That Was, the WRN News Review of the 18th of March 2023. And of course, it's Women's History Month. This month, we've been celebrating a wonderful set of great women, both past and present, during Women's History Month. Please help to promote and amplify our posts on Twitter and social media. And don't forget to follow the hashtag Women's History Month. Too often, women are written out of history. Help us make sure these amazing women and their contributions are not forgotten. D trans awareness day, Sunday, the 12th of March. Last Sunday was an awareness day for the D trans community. These are people who regret the changes to their bodies made either by hormones or by surgery, or both, and they're trying to undo the effects of transitioning. For more information, Visit dtransawareness.org. Show your support by following the dtransawareness Twitter account and the hashtags dtransawareness and dtransawareness day. The individual stories told by people who've had their bodies irrevocably altered can be harrowing. But artist Sarah Varchi, I hope I pronounced that right, has been painting literally a series of tender portraits featuring 100 damaged women who are reclaiming their natural bodies. Be inspired by their stories and find out more about Sarah's work on her website, Metamorphosis 100. Let Women Speak, another name for the list. We all know how dangerous it is for women to speak out about gender ideology. Many of us have followed what happened to JK Rowling, to Maya Forstatter, and the attempted silencing of Kelly J. Keane, among many others. This week, along came another name to add to that list Shumirun Nessa. Shumirun Nessa is a British comedian with 7 million followers on TikTok. But she made the brave move of poking fun at several manipulative videos posted by a self-styled non-binary therapist called Geoffrey Marsh. This led to a torrent of abuse by Marsh's supporters and credible threats to the safety of shumaran and her children. We stand by all the women who speak up about the manipulation of children and young people and we support shumaran She speaks for me, she speaks for us. Let the debate happen in healthcare. Last week, we celebrated some successes in the world of education. This week, we're pleased to see signs that the medical profession seems to be waking up to the emerging scandal of so-called gender medicine. In her recent book, Time to Think, Hannah Barnes details the inside story of the failings of the Tavistock's Gender Identity Development Service, GITS. The effect of Hannah's books is still rippling through our mainstream media. If you haven't yet read the book, please ask for it at your local bookstore or order it from your local library. This follows on from growing concern expressed in the British medical journal, BMJ, who published a feature in February, Gender dysphoria in young people is rising, and so is professional disagreement, and followed up by publishing an article by Hannah Barnes herself gender identity services in the UK are on pause, as evidence comes under scrutiny. These seem like small steps, but it is good to see a prestigious journal willing to discuss the issue. We are disappointed the Tavistock service is still operating. But the delay in closing the clinic appears to come from concerns about what type of service will replace it, and having concerns is a positive development. Wales and Self-ID. No lessons learned? You would think the Wales Senedd and the First Minister of Wales, Mark Drakeford, might have learned lessons from the recent debacle in Scotland. There, the pursuit of Self-ID, for people who want to identify as the opposite sex, caused the Westminster government to intervene and eventually brought down the First Minister of Scotland. But the Welsh government seems determined to plough on with their plans for self-ID. And members of the WRN in Wales are rightly concerned about this impending disaster. The contempt for women's opinions was demonstrated at the Welsh Labour Conference last weekend. We won't reiterate the misogynistic content of the sign held by members of the Welsh Young Labour Group on stage, but you can read it in the WRN Wales Twitter feed. We stand in support... Of the women of Wales. And further news from Wales Laura Ann Jones, MS, questioned the Education Minister over the Welsh Government commissioned sex education resource called Agenda. The Minister, in Laura Ann Jones' words, failed to condemn the content, failed to reinstate the parental opt out from inappropriate lessons, and he failed to acknowledge serious concerns. Let's hear what Laura-Ann Jones had to say.
1: Um, Nasu, be aware that the Welsh Government commissioned a resource for sex education in Wales. This ended up with the agenda being created and used by teachers and schools across Wales on children as young as seven years old. I read through the 150 plus uh, document and I have to say I find a lot of the content shocking, lacking in biological fact and simply not age appropriate or appropriate for children. It states in your document that children as young as two, three know if they're trans. Uh, And it also mentions gender bending and sex switching. Minister, we both know that you cannot change your sex. Most concerningly, it talks about creating a secret language to talk about these issues, which, of course, could be used to exclude parents. Minister, are you happy for children, as young as seven, to be taught these things? And do you think that it's appropriate? And if you don't think it's appropriate or factually correct, why did this government commission this work and hand it to every school in Wales? It's very easy. This agenda document in black and white has the Welsh Government logo on it and it's commissioned by yourself and your predecessor welcomed it. I read out some of the things which were included verbatim in that document, which says sex switching, which we know to be unfactually correct. It says that children young as two or three know if they're trans. That is outrageous, quite frankly, as a parent. To make, what you're forcing on young people is not based in law or biological facts, Minister. To make matters worse, every child is forced to consume this indoctrination of gender ideology and you've taken away the parents' right to opt out of those lessons, which I just don't agree with. In it, you state, in most cases, parents' concerns come from not knowing what's going on. Information sharing is worryingly different between, between schools, across schools and across local authority areas. But many parents do know what's going on, Minister, and still do not want their children learning these dangerous falsehoods. Minister, it's time to scrap the RSC, or at the very least, give parents back the opt-out option. And this is
0: the bit where I remind you, you can donate to the Women's Rights Network via the website. Just tap the button. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, to this podcast. We will be opening up a brand new merch shop soon. You can still buy the postcards and followers across social media. You can sign up to the mailing list and do encourage your friends to do the same and forward the email of that Women's Rights Network review every week to your friends and family. The editors of the weekly review on which this podcast is based are away on holiday next week. I I, I don't know if they're going on holiday together. Don't worry. The review the podcast, will be back in two weeks' time. Until then, keep your courage up, continue to celebrate all the wonderful women we're featuring on Twitter this month, and remember to stand firm together. Courage calls to courage everywhere.